What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give an Ovation. I am joined today by Egal Adato. Now, he's a motivational leader, an overall positive and just energetic guy. He was in the pawn industry initially. He did coaching, shifted over to leadership training, and now he's working on turning managers into profit-producing leaders in brick-and-mortar service industry. Egal and I actually met, we were speaking at the same conference uh, for a big fan, uh, someone I'm a huge fan of, Donald Burns. And um, I was in, I was prepping in the back room and all I heard was everyone just erupting in applause. And so I was like, I got to see what's going on. And so I came out and was just mesmerized by this guy. And so uh, asked him if he'd come on the podcast and share just a couple drops of his, uh, his energy and wisdom with us. And so anyway, Egal, so glad that you're with us today, man. Thank you so much. And I will say that at that same conference, I got to see you speak and it was awesome as well. Like the information, the, 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 information, the content, the delivery, you were just as epic, my friend. Dude, I appreciate that, man. And and he was in the back and it was making me feel so good because he's in the back and he's just like looking and just smiling and nodding his head at me, just giving me so much good vibes. So anyway, um, so we got, tell me a little more about what you do right now. Yeah. So I do one thing, which is called unlock the leader. And what does that mean is that my belief is that people go through life and their leadership gets locked up. So an example uh, you're, you know, you're gonna have another baby. Uh, you've, got, you've, you have three babies. You got married. <laughs> um, things have happened in your life. All these things create lockup in your leadership. And so, what I love to do is unlock that, unlock the potential, unlock uh, the clarity, the courage, and the commitment that the person has, so they can actually lead their team, their life, and their business to success. Clarity, courage, commitment. Yeah. T- talk me through what that means. Yeah. So I'll give you kind of a little bit of a backstory to how this came up. Um, I was a successful entrepreneur, had my own business. I did what every entrepreneur who's in love does. I got married, beautiful wife. And about seven months into it, she sat me down, tears in her eyes and said, Egal, I didn't, I didn't get married to be alone. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is the life that you think is okay, but this is not okay for me. So, of course, I got angry. I was like, nice house, nice car, vacations. What are you talking about, woman? Um, I can't believe you're saying this to me. Yeah. I just, I looked myself in the mirror, knew that I was lying to myself, and I had to do three things immediately. I had to get clarity on where I was at the moment and where I wanted to go. I had to make courageous decisions and actions, do things I'd never done before. I was 40 pounds overweight. I was coming home, falling asleep on the couch. I wasn't running my business effectively to have time to be present. And then I had to commit fully to those things that I actually wanted, to the actions, to be able to get them done. So the first things I ever talked to about in leadership are clarity, courage, and commitment. If you don't have those three, you can't start the leadership journey. And I, Yeah. And and what do you think the hardest part of that is? I mean, to me, 
when I, when you, when you explain what those are, the hardest things to me, as I'm thinking about like my own life and, and uh, those other leaders in my life that I, that I work with, the clarity seems to be so hard because Victor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning, which is an un, unbelievable book. I, you know, the first part is worth reading like once a year. The second part's interesting. Read it once. But yeah. the so in there, he says, the man who has a why to live can bear with almost any how. And when you have that clarity, when you know, here's the vision at the top of the mountain, you will work your butt off to get to the top of the mountain. What's what's challenging sometimes is realizing what's really at the top. And, and you know, another quote from a, a religious leader, Gordon B. Hinckley, he said, many men have climbed the ladders of life only to realize they were leaning against the wrong walls. Mm. And so having that clarity of like where you're going and what do you want, to me, that seems like that would be the most challenging thing. But I don't know. What do you think? So I think clarity is, is the most challenging thing in leadership a lot of the times. Think about it, you know, in our relationships with our wives. I'll say something, I walk out of the house, wife says something, I come back home and I did something totally different. She's like, didn't you hear me? Like what, what happened? Or, you know, I'll want something and I won't uh, be courageous enough to say it to my wife. There's just so many things that happens where the perception between you and I were two different humans, two different histories, two different visions, two different whys, and we expect for us to be able to focus clearly, hear each other, and go from there. And so many times in life, you think that you have clarity, but there is no clarity. And so you just keep walking. I mean, I just wrote down like the why to live. You know, my why, I have a personal mission statement to build a legion of leaders so that my daughters grow up in a better world. I've got three girls. That's my mission statement. But if I don't know how to clarify that to others, if I don't know how to say that to myself, what does that look like? What is a legion of leaders? What is leadership? Why a better world for my daughters? Then it just doesn't work out as well. And you're just yeah. kind of like swimming through this cloudy water and, and then you get up and you wake up and you go to sleep and you wake up and you go to sleep and you wake up and you're like, I, what, what did I do? I didn't, I didn't do what I actually knew that I could do, wanted to do, and that what, I, what I'm alive for, why I'm here. So what do you recommend? What are some good, um, what are some good things that you would recommend if someone's saying, how do I start with clarity? Like, do you have any questions that, that people can ask themselves to kind of begin that journey of what, what do I want and where do I want to go? So you just said the, the best question. The question is, what do I want? Hmm. I gave a course last week to 15 leaders and I asked them, what do I, what do you want? And you should have seen like the, like the frozen face of these business leaders, managers, owners, not knowing what the answer was. What is it that you mm. want? What do you want? I want a bigger business. What does that look like? I want to lose weight. What does that look Just not knowing what you want. And the question is, or the reason is because so seldom we're asked, hey, you know, Zach, what do you want, brother? What do you want? Yeah. And because we're not asked that so, so many times, because, you know, during our lives, we're told what to do. Sometimes when to stand up, when to sit down, how to learn, how to be socially, right? I'm Jewish in my Jewish community. We're told when to go where we need to go, when the Jewish uh, festivals are, we need to stand and sit in synagogue. So I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but we usually don't just stop and say, 
What do I want? And when you ask yourself that, a ton of clarity starts, just a wave starts hitting you and you start working on just, and there's four sections in life. I'll go this, just to make it really easy on everybody. And I do something called the clarity code every quarter with myself. One, um, they're my connections, my relationships. What do I want in my relationship? Okay. Two, what do I want in my condition? My health. Mm. Three, what do I want in my cash or my currency and my money? And in my conviction. So my faith, my inner strength, whatever that is for you. I know you're a, you're a man of faith. So what do I want in my conviction? For me, being Jewish, I grew up in a Jewish school. I learned when to sit, stand, say what I want to say. But I want to learn why I'm doing that stuff. Yeah. What's the reason behind that? So when we have that lack of clarity, we don't know what we want. We take steps towards things that we don't want. And that's when we get depressed, anxious, stressed, overwhelmed, because we're not communicating the clarity or the want to anybody else. And I think that's so powerful because one of the things that I started doing uh, this year is I started taking 30 minutes every morning of meditation. And that's something that you, you will hear almost every single leadership trainer talk about taking time to meditate personally. And one of the things that we've institutionalized at Ovation is every Friday afternoon, we call it Focus Fridays and no meetings allowed, no internal meetings allowed. And it's a time that everyone gets a half a day to strategize, to plan, to finish the things that they want to do, to think, because it's so hard to schedule time to think. It's so hard to sit down. Like, because you want to know why people don't ask, what do I want? Because they're so busy doing the things that everybody else wants, yeah. right? And when when they go on vacation, it's like, I don't want to think about what I want. I don't want to think about these. I just want to relax, right? Yeah. I want to watch a movie on the airplane. I want to sit on the beach and read a book. Like, I just want to, I just want to unplug for a weekend for a vacation because it, it takes work, right? Agal? It takes work to, to answer these questions. It's, it's not easy. And I'll take it one step further. A lot of people say, yeah, it's, it's better late than never. And I disagree with that comment. My dad at 58 years old, uh, the rabbi came to see him and the rabbi asked him, you know, Neil, what is it that you want? Like, what's what's the next step? And he said, you know, I worked so much. He was working 14 hours a day, grew an incredible business, 12 locations. And he said, I want to spend more time with my family. I want to go on vacation. That's what I want. Six months later, diagnosed with Parkinson's and dementia. So what he wanted could no longer happen because he waited to answer that question. What do I want? Wow. So what I'm starting to do in the morning is meditate like you are doing. But before that, I'm writing down, what do I want? So that during my meditation, I can meditate on what do I want? I love that. One thing that I used to do is I used to, I, I had my had my goals that I would say, okay, here's, an, here's like my four or five goals that I have in my life. And I would imagine the moment of what it would feel like to achieve that goal. I would, I would imagine the room I was in, how I felt, the smell, and I would take three deep breaths and just sit there. And then I'd go to the next goal and take three deep breaths and just sit there. And again, it gave me such a powerful why. And one of those habits that, again, through meditation and through my morning studies, 
really trying to get back into, trying to get back into refocusing on that. Because otherwise, what happens is, again, you just kind of go through life and you forget why you're going, where you're going. You know, like, and, and when you're swimming so hard, you really do got to take a, take a few breaths to stop and look up and be like, is that still the direction I want to be swimming? And, and it's okay if it's not, but I love one of the things that you said was that you, you took an honest look in the mirror and that's, that's really hard to do as well. Right. It's hard to be like, all right, do I genuinely want this? Or am I just saying that because I've always said that because someone told me this is what I should want. Right. And sometimes we're behind the counter, you know, in the pawn industry, and hopefully I don't offend anybody. We call it humping the counter, right? Where you're just behind the counter all day long. Uh, you know, my parents used to have a restaurant back in the day called Country Chicken long time ago. And they were just behind the counter, prepping the chicken, prepping the food, prepping the chicken, yeah. prepping the food. Just that's it. Boom, 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 boom. And there was no time to just think like, okay, what's the next step? To the point where Two years into my parents' restaurant endeavor, uh, Vaughn's decided, and my dad made like a rotisserie chicken business and it was incredible. It was going great. Two years later, Vaughn's created, like they started selling rotisserie chickens at the grocery store for $2 cheaper and he made them, right? And so if you don't take a moment just to think, what do I want? You can't take a moment to think, how do I grow? How do I lead better? How do I get healthy? How do I build my business? How do I lead my team? How do I lead my family? And all you do is you wake up and go to the business, to the restaurant, come back, wake up and go. And that's it. It's just every single day, the same thing. Now, some people listening to this, the restaurateurs, are going to say, I don't have time, blah, blah. Just think about what you want when you're driving to the restaurant. Yeah. Right? Go in 15 minutes early. Don't turn anything on. Sit there by yourself. Look around at the restaurant, the kitchen, at the tables and say, what do I want? What do I want? And when you do that, a different perspective comes forward and it's when you start to choose to lead. And I think that's that's a really interesting thing though, because as you're sitting there thinking around what do you want, it's really hard when you're getting, and we keep talking, I keep talking about how things are really hard because I think a lot of this work, this mental work is tough, right? And, but, you know, we're talking to a bunch of restaurateurs here. They're tough cookies, you know, for sure. They've, they've gone through a lot, a lot of ups and downs, and they're dealing with razor thin margins and they're dealing with tough employee situations and costs that are going out of control and they can't keep taking price on the gas and, and competition. And so with all of that, kind of yelling at them at one point. The question is, how do you stay positive when things are getting you down? How do you stay motivated when so much is trying to demotivate you? So I've, um, man, it takes me back to a scene uh, about three years ago. My niece had to have open heart surgery. So I went to the hospital to visit. And I was walking by and there was a father carrying his, she must've been like 11 or 12 years old, going to the cancer ward. And she had a beanie on and from the side of the beanie, you could tell that you know she shaved her head, she lost her hair. And I looked at that and that memory is just like, in, you know, restaurant terms and like encrusted into, yeah. my, into my mind. And so I wake up now and instead of having, you know, they say you have like 60,000 thoughts a day, 
instead of having 50,000 negative ones, my goal is just to start thinking about what I want and and being a little bit more positive. So instead of fighting with my wife and thinking about how crappy of a you know wife she is or how she didn't do this or do that, I say to myself, well, you told me on the, on the pre-roll, I asked you, you were sick in bed. I'm like, wait a second, how'd you do it? Like three days. And you're like, my wife's amazing. She's incredible. Yeah. So then I think to myself, man, my wife's amazing. She's incredible. Do, I, do we have some moments where we have to work on it? Absolutely. But if you think about it, so many times we focus on the negative. And this is what like every positive thinker does. And so I don't want to kind of like dive down the realm of positive thinking because it's absolutely not easy. I had to get coached, honest to God, for six months from a positive thinking coach on how to think positively. Hmm. Right? Because there's a methodology behind it. There's a way behind it because when you're stuck in the negative and the, the pizza got burned and the food didn't work out and this the cook you know came in late and it's it's a negative emotion. Now, when you couple that when the negative emotion has caused you to make money, right? Regardless of the ups and downs, subconsciously you connect the two and you keep thinking negatively, thinking that you're going to make more money. Interesting. I had a fallout with my brother many years ago and we had a fight and we were sitting, you know, two desks next to each other. We were operating three locations and we started fighting about why I'm not sitting in the chair doing the work. And I'm like, bro, my job, his job was the jewelry and the, and the, um, all the sales. And I was the back end, legal marketing, um, accounting, all that type of stuff. And he's like, why aren't you here? I said, because I can do my job from anywhere. And these were the words. He said, I just don't feel like you're working unless your butt's on the seat. Mm-hmm. So he equated my butt being on the seat with me doing my job. Mm-hmm. And so if I wasn't there, it was a negative circle, right? Yeah. And so every single day when you wake up, and, and this is how I used to think in my retail location, right? Brick and mortar. Oh my God, what's going to happen? Who's going to show up late? Uh, what's going to happen today? Am I going to make enough money? It was just negative. I already started my day super negative, just super negative. Oh, this machine broke yesterday and this trust tester is not working. What are we going to do? It, 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 it just, I clouded my mind with negativity. Now let's take it a step further. Then I would walk downstairs, see my wife, see my daughter, and I would give that negativity to them. It's called mm-hmm. social and emotional contagion. Yeah right? It's a studied psychological phenomenon that the way that you show up, your mood, your emotion is given to the other person. So if you as a restaurateur walk into your location, stressed, angry, upset, overwhelmed, burned out, you are automatically giving that to your team. Now your team senses that now they're stressed, burned out, overwhelmed. Then who do they give that to? The guests. The guests. Yeah. Right. And with everything that Ovation is doing with the five star reviews and the feedback, you don't have the flexibility to walk in with that negativity because it's going to show in those reviews. It's going to show in the customer journey. So, what do we do? We've got to snap out of it. Listen, it's really easy for me to say, just think positive. You know, wake up tomorrow and say, that's a bunch of baloney, brother. Seriously? (laughs) And I'm going to guess that everybody listening is like, God, what are you talking about? Right? So what I do is this is what I do. I wake up and I write write down, what do I want? 
right? So I'm thinking positively. What do I want? I want my restaurant to make more money. I want to hire five more people. I want to take a vacation with my wife. I want to spend more time with my kids. I want to get fit and be able to touch my toes because that's something I can't do. I would really want to do it, right? <laughs> it's an honest to God goal that I have. And then I write down what I'm grateful for. Like, let's, let's be in gratitude. What am I grateful I'm grateful for the fact that I paid my bills, I have food to eat. And I go super granular. Like just, I have clothes on, you know, I brushed my teeth this morning. I ate food. I spent time with my kids and my wife. We went hiking yesterday, went to a beautiful park because we forget that stuff when we're in the midst of the chaos. Yeah. So if I write down every single day, what do I want? What am I grateful for? I walk in with a little bit less negativity. I'm not going to say you're going to walk in with a Care Bear stare and super positive, <laughs> right? Just amazing. But there are people like that in your life. I'm sure if I ask you, you know, Zach, do you know somebody who's just ridiculously positive, always encouraging, always with a smile on their face? And there is some. Sure do. Because they have the faith that it's going to work out. Yes, yeah. it's a problem. Yes, something's going to happen, but it's going to work out. And in leadership, if you don't walk in like that, giving your team that that strength that we got this, it's going to work out. That's when your culture starts getting destroyed. That's when they start thinking negatively. That's when they start serving your guests to the not optimal ovation standard, right? So yeah. it all starts with you. And it starts with having the clarity, having the courage to take different actions, right? Mm -hmm. Writing something down, going to the gym if you've never done that, drinking more water, um, having a courageous conversation with somebody because leading with baggage is misleading, right? You have a responsibility as a leader to work out the garbage in your mind and the baggage in your mind so you show up with the clarity. Right. And if you're not doing that, then that's how you walk in with the craziness. So for me, one step at a time. I hate, I'm not, I don't like to say I hate. There's no silver bullet. You don't read a book. It's like, ah, five-second rule from now on, five <laughs> seconds, it's in. Or like you go to one course and you take, that's it. It's a muscle. Just like it took you time to learn how to run a great restaurant and cook the great food that you cook, it takes that much time, that much effort, that much work to be a great leader and think positively and walk in that way for your team and for your guests. Love that. You got, I, I got it. We got to get you back on, man, because I know that we ran out of time. We didn't even get a chance to like get to the questions that we normally ask, but this is such a great conversation. I love it. How do people find and follow you? Yeah. So I'm on social media, every social media platform at Egaladato, Y-I-G-A-L-A-D-A-T-O. And for your listeners, if you go to unlocktheleader.com, I'll say that again, unlock the leader. Um, I have a 12 page PDF on how you can unlock your leadership. So you can start thinking positively, show up as a better leader for your team, for your family, for your guests, and anybody, and especially for yourself. Because my goal is to have the person listening to this be happy and unlock their leadership so that they bring joy to themselves, their family, their community, their workplace, and the guests that they serve. Well, you got for not pawning the keys, the unlocking the leader in each of us, today's ovation goes to you. Thank you for joining us on Give an Ovation, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you for having me. And I uh, can't wait till episode number two with you. Yeah, let's do it. Glad you're with us today. And thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. 
you're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.